Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Wednesday, June 2nd. Today on the show, you'll get some golden nuggets from the guys over at Club and Country. You'll hear from Adam Vingen as to why UC Saros wasn't a Vesna Trophy finalist. But we begin with the University of Tennessee making a marketing decision. And no, Julio Jones has not been traded yet. The 440 is brought to you every single morning for free by the Kingston Group. Check out the website, buildkg.com. I promise you, you will be wowed by their work. It is spectacular and very real. They are Nashville's award-winning, locally-owned custom home and remodeling firm for a reason, because they've been doing this work for over a decade in this market, and they've been doing it the right way. It's why their family keeps growing, because they continue to do everything in their power to make sure that the work that they do for your home is up to your satisfaction and on time and on budget. It's why they are recruiting experienced project managers as we speak to continue to evolve and progress. It's all about trusting the process, right? Well, the Kingston Group's process works, but it doesn't mean you don't evolve. It doesn't mean you stand still. The Kingston Group knows this and they continue to move forward. Check out the website, buildkg.com. That's the Kingston Group, buildkg.com. On Tuesday, the NHL announced the finalist for the Vesna Trophy, the best goaltender in the NHL. The finalists were Philip Grubauer of Colorado, Marc-Andre Fleury of Las Vegas, and Andrew Vasilevsky of Tampa Bay, notably not including Nashville Predators goaltender UC Saros, despite the fact that UC Saros might have been the most valuable goaltender in the entire NHL relative to his team's success. There is a lot to be debated with these three choices. First and foremost, general managers vote on this award and not the media or players, just something to keep in mind. Personally, I think UC Saros belonged in the top three. I don't think he deserves to win the Vesna Trophy, but I think he's clearly one of the top three, and it will be fascinating to see where he finishes in the final vote tally. Is he fourth place? Is he fifth place? We shall see. However, on the Gold Standard Podcast, out every single Wednesday, right here on the 440 Sports Network, covering your Nashville Predators, Adam Vingen of The Athletic is my co-host, and I asked Adam, why does he believe that UC Saros was not a finalist for the Vesna Trophy this season? Am I surprised that he wasn't a finalist? No, because general managers typically do not do as much homework on these awards as reporters do for other awards, and sometimes we reporters can be a bit too meticulous in determining who can win these awards those three goaltenders were the top three goalies and wins so that might have had something to do with it i i think mark first of all what's amazing is that this is the first time that mark andre Fleury is a vezina trophy finalist for all that he's done in his career seriously yes this is the first time that he's a vezina trophy finalist and i think he deserves to be one of the finalists and vasilevsky he's gonna win it right he'll pr- I, I think he'll probably win it for me, there are two goaltenders that deserved to be a finalist more than Philip Grubauer, Connor Hellebuck and UC Saros. And I like Philip Grubauer. I know Philip Grubauer. I covered Philip Grubauer very early in his career in Washington. Really great guy. Solid season for the Avalanche. But but he, <laughs> but he I like anytime you say really great guy. I know, but like here's what I'm but here's what I'm saying that the Winnipeg Winnipeg. Their defense has been a mess for years. And Connor Hellebuck almost single-handedly carried the Jets into the playoffs. Um, and then UC Soros, we've talked about this for months. We know what he's done. I, I think the one thing that probably worked against UC is the fact that it wasn't over a full over a full season. Even though he had a transcendent second half, he did not have 
a full season worth of this type of play. And I think that might ultimately have been his quote-unquote demise. There you have it. Two reasons why UC Saros was not a Vezina Trophy finalist from Wet Blanket from the athletic Adam Vingan, as he traditionally is, playing the role of heel. Number one, GMs don't do enough research. That's fine. But number two, UC Saros probably didn't deserve to win the award. So how do you argue against that? Should he have been a finalist? Yes, absolutely. I think he had a better season, was more outstanding and more valuable than Philip Grubauer for Colorado. Maybe Connor Hallibuck could make that case as well. So it'll be interesting to see where he finishes in the final vote tally. UC simply wasn't good enough for long enough to be considered a true finalist for the Vesna Trophy. We in Nashville know exactly what he has meant to this franchise. The players in that locker room know what he has meant to this franchise. The Nashville Predators accomplished nothing without UC Soros. It doesn't mean that he should be a top two candidate for the Vesna Trophy. Number three, probably. That's where I would have put him. Make sure you check out the Gold Standard Podcast out every Wednesday covering the Nashville Predators as Adam and I dive deep into the off-season decisions that are coming for the front office down at 501 Broadway. The Tennessee Volunteers moved their opening weekend football game at home against Bowling Green from Saturday, September 4th to Thursday, September 2nd. And I know it's Bowling Green, but this is an obvious decision for Danny White and the Tennessee Volunteers. How many opportunities do we honestly believe that the entire nation or the entire region is going to be watching Tennessee Volunteer football? How many chances will Josh Heupel get to showcase his program, his new offense, and do it probably in a victory? How many games is Tennessee going to be featured on CBS right now? None. I know it's early in the scheduling process here for CBS, but right now they're not featured at all on the SEC game of the week. So they're going to have to get creative with marketing their program. And how many games do you feel like they are going to showcase their program in a positive light with lots of points and a W? Bowling Green is one of the few that you can probably count on. So I love the move if you're Tennessee. There's a Big Ten game on Fox and maybe a couple of other games on ESPN. But if you're an SEC football fan regionally, the game you're probably going to tune in and watch the most is a brand new coach with a big time quarterback battle at the University of Tennessee. I think it's a smart decision for Danny White. The problem is how many chances after that Bowling Green game does Tennessee have to showcase itself in a genuinely positive light to a large scale audience so that Josh Heupel can market his program to both his fans and to recruits? What can they put on tape that sells? I'm just not sure what to expect. And that is a concern. It is Wednesday on the show, and that means it is time for your Golden Nuggets. What is a Golden Nugget, you ask? Well, each and every week on Wednesdays, Tim Sullivan and Wes Bowling offer us a little insight from their show, Club and Country, a podcast covering Nashville SC soccer, to make us all a little bit smarter about soccer in this town, especially, of course, about Nashville SC. And this week's Nugget is particularly historic. I'll let them do the work here. It is extremely difficult to come back from multiple goals down at Atlanta United or against Atlanta United, Tim. That's the first time that they have, have had a lead greater than one goal and not gone on to win in their history. And this was not just a good result for Nashville SC. It was historic. Yeah, I think when you look at what Atlanta United has done over the first four-plus years of their existence, it has been basically borderline elite play. And obviously last year was not that case, but we think this is closer to the 2017 through 2019 versions of Atlanta United. And so for Nashville to do something that had never been done before is absolutely incredible. And I think it speaks to the character of this team. That was your golden nugget for the week. Nashville's two-goal comeback against Atlanta over the weekend, a 2-2 draw, was the first time it's ever been done. 
That's one solid nugget right there. We appreciate Wes and Tim, of course, of the Club and Country podcast out every single Tuesday on the 440 Sports Network. Make sure you go check that out as they recap the comeback against Atlanta, as well as a very interesting conversation with lead commentator for Nashville SC, Tony Husband. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're rating. Make sure you're reviewing all that good stuff. Share the show. Club and Country, your Nashville SC podcast. Wednesday's docket coming up in just a second, but of course we have to thank the Kingston Group, our wonderful and amazing sponsors. BuildKG.com is the website. This is not just some regular old construction company. This is a locally owned custom home and remodeling firm with an in-house design team, and their work does all of the talking. So again, check out the website. That's BuildKG.com. BuildKG.com, the Kingston Group. If you need some work on your home or you're looking for a new build, make sure you check out the website before you make any decisions. That's BuildKG.com, the Kingston Group. On the docket for Wednesday, an intriguing off-the-field topic to keep an eye on. Defensive and offensive coordinators for the Tennessee Titans, Shane Bowen and Todd Downing, respectively, will address the media and answer questions for the first time since being promoted. That will take place at 12.45 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday. The Memphis Grizzlies will try to survive in Game 5 against Utah tonight, down three games to one. Tip time for the elimination game is at 8.30. The Jazz are a a 9.5-point favorite at home. Around the league, the Hawks will try to eliminate the Knicks in Game 5 at 6.30. The 76ers will try to eliminate the Wizards in their Game 5 starting at 6 p.m. And the Mavs Clippers will play Game 5 at 9 p.m., tied up at two games apiece. In the Stanley Cup playoffs, Winnipeg will host Montreal in Game 1 of their second-round series starting at 6.30, while Colorado will try to win two straight to open their series with the Vegas Golden Knights. Puck drop on that one is at 9 p.m. Thank you guys all for listening, of course. We really appreciate your support, um, sharing the show, telling somebody about it. It means the world to us. We really do appreciate it, rating it, reviewing it, subscribing to it, all of that good stuff, but definitely sharing it with people. That is uh, that is obviously the thing that we, we care about the most, and we really appreciate it uh, growing this whole thing from the ground up. So uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Braden Gall. My name's Braden Gall. You can follow the company, at 440 Sports, on Twitter and Facebook, at 440 Media, on Instagram as well. Again, thank you all for listening. This has been the 440 for Wednesday, June 2nd. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.